Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Manning back, steps up, heaves one down the middle of the field, into the end zone, and Nix makes the catch for the touchdown! He went up with the big hands and caught it on the Hail Mary on the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, it is BT and Sal. Might have Sal back tomorrow. Brandon Tierney, Sal Licata Show. CeeLo stepping in. Uh, CeeLo, any other relatives that want to call the show today before we get out of here? Listen, we got, another, cousins want to check in. we got another 58 minutes to go. Anything's possible. I mean, I'm not, you know, texting people off the behind the scenes here to get them to light up the phone. we got plenty of people that are calling in as it is. But yep. I come from a passionate sports family, you know? You never know You never know what you might hear from at any given moment. That is fantastic. All right, let's get to some Alonzo stuff here before we get back to the hockey calls, the Patino stuff, little Blake Snell, Giancarlo Stanton as well. Stanton spoke. Had some interesting things to say. Body looks completely different as well. So Alonzo spoke over the weekend. As did David Stearns. Uh, the Stearns stuff is more him reiterating that there, and the term was playoff caliber. Yeah. And then you could obviously play on that. I Room mean, if, for interpretation. Yeah. I mean, if you're hanging around and you're six, seven games out in late August-ish, you're a playoff caliber type well, of you're, team. You're aided by the extra playoff spots with the wild card now. you can A lot of teams can make that case much later into the season than that maybe, you know, in more recent history of even five, ten years ago. Yeah, complicates the trade market a little bit because other teams mm-hmm. might fool themselves and hold on to players or, or ask for more than they ordinarily could because there's two or, two or three teams that want their player because other teams were emboldened by the extra spot. It's a good point. But the bottom line with Alonzo is this. Now, I think of all the things that me and Sal have discussed, Pete Alonzo was certainly at the top. Yeah. That is for sure. Uh, whether it's in terms of engagement, whether it's in terms of opinions, or just the amount of time sheerly that we that we just go Spend back to the Alonzo mm-hmm. stuff, it's been hot. And this isn't a hot take. This is just me reacting to... Him speaking this weekend, trying to deduce exactly what he meant based on all the other opinions I've had up until this point. And to me, all signs point to him being an ex-Met. Yes. I stand by that. And if Pete Alonzo, during the season, or after the season, it's not going to happen during the season, after the season, signs a deal and remains with the Mets, I'll be surprised. I agree. I agree. I don't necessarily agree that that should be the Mets' stance or take, but reading the tea leaves, based on all that we know, what we've heard, the way things have played out, the fact that they were apparently shopping him at the trade deadline last year when they made their moves uh, to, to move on from Scherzer and Verlander, I mean, all signs point towards that. Things can change. We've got a whole season to play out. you got to see what his market's going to be when you get to the next winter, next off season. But even you know him going to Boris and the things that he said, things that Stearns have said, some of the rumblings and Sal's alluded to some of it feeling like something's off so much so far as his presence in the clubhouse. Like you're checking a lot of boxes on the him leaving town side and yep. not a lot of boxes on the him staying side. Yeah, and there's some things that we can't quantify and there's others that we can't. And, you know, so that's why I use the word deduce. We're, we're trying to piece this whole thing together. But one thing that we do know is that 
He's not young, you know, and it's not an ideal age to give somebody that six or seven year deal, especially yeah. for a body he's not type young like for that. The long term contract. No, yeah. no, he's not. He's not. He's not old in terms of exiting his prime. He's but right in his prime. He's right. You would have liked to have him locked up long term a few years ago, buy out yeah. some of those years of free agency, but it doesn't always work that way. Which is why the Soto stuff is so appealing, yep. whether it's the Yankees or the Mets or somebody else. Like, I mean, Juan Soto is going to be twenty five and a half by the time he's, he's dealing with this next contract. A unique oh. situation. Yes. Oh my God! You know, do you think? Do you think that we get a full-scale, full-throttle, you know, Steinbrenner or Cohen stare down for Soto? How do we not? I hope so. I, I As a Yankee fan, and it's not, yeah. look, I get they've spent money. I don't I'm know not if I sa- want them to. I'm not saying that they haven't. As a Yankee fan. I just, I, I wonder how much, you know, look, with Soto, it's one, it's one side of it. I just, I, I wonder, I feel like there's more of a limit to how far the Yankees will go than there ever was before. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even saying that that's, that, that that's, bad business to operate that way. I think we've just grown so accustomed to the way they once did things and feeling like there were no other teams that if they wanted a guy, they were going to get him. And yeah. it was re- that's kind of like the way the Dodgers are operating that's, now. They, they right? are now the Yankees. So from that standpoint, it's a little different the way the Yankees are set up. Say what you want to say about Hal versus his dad. And we know about that conversation. And when you pair that with what Steve Cohen represents, and I know right now some Met fans have a bad taste in their mouth and they're kind of down on the whole Cohen thing after a few years of him spending Ending like a drunken sailor. Now they've kind of gone the other direction. Maybe there's a middle ground there. But it feels like they they pursued Yamamoto hard. So did the Yankees. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's not just going to be, well, I have money. I'm going to spend it no matter what. But when they earmark and highlight or focus in on a guy that they really want, that's when I feel like Cohen's wallet is a legitimate danger to other teams. If I agree he gets with that. his mindset on somebody and it's really just about money, mm-hmm. obviously for Yamamoto, it was about more than that. And ultimately with the decision that he made, but if it's a guy that wants the highest offer yep. and the Mets feel strongly about that player, I feel like that's that's hard to overcome. I agree. Uh, and that's why, you know, you said as a Yankee fan, you hope that that happens. As a Yankee fan, I hope that that doesn't happen because that's where, uh, at least in these conversations, I'll acquiesce and I'll say, you don't really want that to happen. There's because a limit if, to how far you'll go. Yeah. Like, yeah. if it's one thing, you know for Cohen to pass on some options that I think all of us think would help the Mets this year become better, but maybe not be the best for the long-term health of the future. It's quite another to, to get on the air or process this in a way where you rule out Cohen as being the big, the big hook to get Soto. Yeah. I think if you do that, you're out of your mind. I'm not doing that as a Yankee fan. That legitimately maybe worries is strong because I do believe the Yankees will be competitive enough. And in the offer, if the Mets make that big push, but the other thing too, and I want to get, I want to get back to Alonzo and then get back to these calls. Yeah. Like I look at the Mets on paper coming into the year, they're not going to be good, and if they are, amazing, okay. But I, you know, where I stand, right. I don't It'll think be the they'll be good. Opposite of last year, they'll catch everyone by surprise and overachieve rather than underachieve with all those preseason expectations. Boy, that would be some cool for Stearns, who's getting knocked around. Uh-huh. He's getting hit hard in the court of public opinion for a guy who's barely been here. Uh, for a team that hasn't won since '86, David Stern is catching uh, Stearns is catching a whole hell of a lot of shrapnel. But the the point is, it, I'd look at this Met season probably not going incredibly well um, in terms of wins and losses, and probably attendance as you get past a certain point. How is that going to be appealing to Soto? Yeah, I playing agree. in the Bronx that, in front of forty thousand people every night, and that's not specifically with batting so- in front of Judge. Yeah, not specifically with Soto, but in general, as far as the Mets trying to set themselves up for the future. But in this big market with the owner who's got the deep pockets, that's why I went to bat for them when they made the handled the trade deadline the way they did last year, feeling like 
I do think that they're going to make some legitimate moves this offseason. They really haven't. So that's the part where it has me kind of scratching my head, wondering a little bit. I mean, I'm all for, hey, we're going to restock the farm system. We want to develop some of our prospects, bring them to the big leagues. But I like a mesh, right? This yep. is this is not, hey, the, the Orioles or the Royals where – we get a small window where our prospects are under control and they're legitimate big leaguers and we can contend. Yeah. And then when that goes away and we can't afford them, we got to strip it down yes. and waste. You know, Same with the Rays. Spend, yeah. That's a good well, point. Well, the Rays operate. They, 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 really, more they win more. But. Yes, exactly. But this is not, I mean, that's not what we're dealing with here no. in New York with this market, this organization, this owner, this setup. Yeah. So that part surprises me a little bit. All right. Let's get back to you. BT and Sal are the fans. CeeLo is in for Sal. John is in Willingston Park. Wanted to get back to that hot Hockey, we're talking puck. What's going on, John? How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Okay. All right, John. So I think the problem the NHL has is the structure of the uh, the, the divisions they have with the uh, realignment they did like 10 years ago. They got eight teams in one division. In my opinion, they should have the four teams that just played at the MetLife Stadium should be one division. Flyers, Islanders, Devils, Rangers. Oh, my God. That they would play, be sick. Yeah, and they could play each other six times a year like they did. 30 years ago when there were only 24 teams in the league. The idea that the Rangers have to play the Coyotes <laughs> twice a year and they can only get to play the Islanders maybe three or four mm-hmm. is ridiculous to me. They should only play the West once a year. They could do it like the NFL. Now, John, let me ask you, just to be clear here, John, are you saying that if the if the realignment was embraced that you just proposed that that would lead to a a better representation of the product amongst fans or just for the people who already love it, it would be better? No, I think it would because, because like you guys said, it's a regional thing. If there was more Ranger Islander games, more Ranger Devil games in this area, you guys would probably talk about it more. And mm-hmm. also, they just go for other markets. Look at like, uh, like Detroit. If you had Detroit, Columbus, and Pittsburgh in one division, you got your Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania rivalry. Right yeah, I'm following you. They can play each other eight time, eighteen times a year, like in that within that division. Yeah, they're going to get a lot more buzz. But who's the fourth team? You, you said yeah. you, there would be four teams. Who else fits that? Well, well, uh... Whoever regionally would be in that. Well, area, that, that's the thing, Chicago. John. It works in some regions. Okay, yep. you mentioned Chicago, so now you're going Chicago in the West. Detroit was in the West for a long time. They wanted to move to the East for travel purposes. Yeah. So I think it works in some regions. Like it's the same with interleague play. In baseball, and we see those rivalry series. We got the Subway series here. You got the Freeway series out in LA, and then you see some of those other random matchups, right? And for these sure. leagues are trying. Like the A's and the Astros. Yeah. So regionally, great. And for us here in New York, to be yeah. awesome, we talk about it more. But the league's not thinking about well, let's do what suits the New York market. They're looking at all the markets. They want all their teams to appeal nationally. And it's no, it's really not that different. Baseball is doing it now, more of a balanced schedule, right? Yes. You're not seeing they don't every play 19 team, times, right? You're not seeing every team home and away every year. But yes, it's much more balanced than it once was. So the NHL, while I agree, I understand, like I went to, we took uh, my dad and my son, we went to a Rangers Kraken game, you know, like who cares about that? How was that, the, the, the whole setup the, in Seattle? No, 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 I'm saying we, we went to the Garden, it just oh, happened okay. to be the Kraken in town because it was more gotcha. of an affordable ticket. Uh-huh. So, so we don't care about the Kraken, but I, Rangers scored five goals in one, we got to sing the goal song a bunch of times and everyone leaves happy, that's all well and good. The NHL, he talks about the way that they're setting up and promoting the league. I think their goal is to try and bring more awareness to some of these other stars that they have playing in these other markets. Now, a team like the Seattle Kraken doesn't have it, but when a team like the Edmonton Oilers comes to the Garden, you get to see Connor McDavid at MSG, that's kind of cool. So there's positives to it, and there's negatives to it. Pros and cons, I think stripping it down to a four-team division, I don't even know that divisions matter as much with scheduling. I mean, you you can set that up any way you want it. I think the reason they set up these divisions the way they are right now has more to do with the travel. The balancing, the balance schedule thing is kind of a separate issue. Well, I remember how much it meant to me, and and now it's like you just see these teams every night. But 
the concept, which is still the case, like when you play, when the Knicks play the Lakers, and again, I've been a little desensitized to it now because I watch so many national games, TNT, ESPN. Well, that's, that's the other thing. That's a big right? problem. We, even like not to circle to an all-star game conversation, but I used to love the baseball all-star game when the guys would wear their own uniforms and you get to see players you didn't. But everything, if you want... If you want to stay up late and watch Mike Trout and the Angels, you can get the the pack. You can do it. Like we have so much more available to us that it's not as special or as exciting You're when right. those guys come to town. It's it, we're desensitized to it. I remember yeah. when Magic and Kareem would come to play the Knicks. Like I, it, it's a it huge felt deal. massive. Yes. I remember listening to the radio, mm-hmm. fall asleep to it, which I pretty much did any anyway. But even that seemed bigger. And to circle it back to where we where started, Denver came in with like some of their high score. Yeah, like course. it was just so unique. To circle it back to where we started today. And you brought up how amazing yesterday was, stadium series, the the atmosphere, the allure, the spectacle. Not all just that. yesterday, the Philly and Devils too. Okay, the whole right. weekend. Well, and, awesome. what, and what did I, and what did I caution? I said that you have to be. Well, why don't we do more of that? Because it's exciting and people love it. Yeah. But eventually, it's just like okay, it's watered down. I've seen that. What what else have you what what, what have you done for me lately? What else? What else you got? Yeah. Carton used to love to say that. What else you got over there? <laughs> What's next? Throw the next shiny it? object at me. It? That's not a knock on Craig. Did he the watch Classic? It? Yeah. I'm pretty, uh, he was tweeting about it this morning. He was? Saying how awesome it was and how he made a great point. He said there have now been more outdoor hockey games at MetLife Stadium than there have been playoff football games. And he's like, so yeah. I'm going to get into I'm going to watch I don't know if he like watched it, though. I think I saw one of his tweets, and now he's like, he I wish it? I watched oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh, then I, I don't think he watched then it. I only saw the one on. tweet that indicated he did. I didn't see the other one. Let's see. All right. We follow each other. Craigie, shout out to Craig. Uh, 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 didn't see a single, oh. wait, didn't see a single second of the Rangers oh. Islanders game, but the Rangers jerseys look badass, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, he was really locked that about in. sums it up. He but then he did in. follow up talking about the point about MetLife Stadium. Yes, about he's, the, yes. He's going to sure. watch the Stanley Cup playoffs. My bad. I didn't give you the full picture. Let me get Danny and Belmore. We were also talking about the Patino press conference yesterday, St. John's. Dan, what's going on? How are you, BT and Sal? Without Sal, with CeeLo. What's up? Dan, what's going on? Danny! All right, Dan. Yeah. Oh, there All right, here you go. Good, bud. Yeah. I, I agree with Patino because he said all the things that the fans have been saying for the last year and even more so. Well, now, okay. Let me give you an example, Dan. Um, I mean, this is a very loose interpretation. CeeLo, I'm going to obviously pull you into this. Yeah. Let's say, you know, instead of being... You know, a very profitable, highly rated station. We hit the skids. Okay. WFAN. And let's say Spike, because I don't know who the new PD is going to be. And let's say Spike was still here. And let's say this is two years from now. And all the shows are the same. And the ratings are in the tank. And somebody does an interview with Spike the Post. I don't know. Marchand for the Athletic. Whatever it is. A deep (laughs) dive on what happened to WFAN. And Spike goes on and he says, you know, um... So-and-so has no energy. Uh, this guy doesn't know what's going on. This girl, this gal is um, is clueless. Uh, I mean, like, yeah. yeah Forget yeah, two yeah. years from now. How about, like, you gotta right? protect how about, people a right, little. Like, if we're playing the hypothetical game. Like, he took the job not that long ago, right? You're saying, oh, well, two years from now down the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm just to, throwing out to, a time to frame. But related to Patino in year one. Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Spike comes, you yeah, know, Spike you comes in, yes. white, he makes some changes, some old shows are out, some new shows he are in, changes. and then right away, right out of the gate, he's throwing everyone It's a better the example. The That's much better. I don't even know why I stretch it out. That's, That's right. a much more accurate example, sure, because Spike changed a lot up. 
um, things got incrementally better yes. in certain spots, uh, in most spots, the, but the we're doing the opposite. Where it didn't go well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, imagine how I would feel because that was one of those changes with yeah. Sal. Like, oh my God, the midday team—they are just they're instead of you know non-lateral burst, they are they are slow to get to their points. They're meandering in terms of how they. They get to the calls like not yeah, enough, yeah. not enough energy out of those guys. Yeah, I mean, that would yes. be the bizarre yeah, world. Yes, a discernible <laughs> lack of energy from crazy BT and crazy sound. Uh, let me get John and Bayonne. Not a perfect example, but you know what I mean. What's yeah. going on, John? All what's betting says hey, they changed all the bets now. Everybody cashed in in the seventh inning of the Yankee game. Let's start making some outside calls and take these guys so they don't hit the. John, old. I have no idea. Hey, John, I literally yeah. have no idea what you're talking about, yeah. John. Almost, I have no idea. Are you talking to somebody else? Yeah. Oh wow! Ah, oh, come on! I mean, these calls suck today. I think some he of these was. Calls. I think he was having a wake up, conversation. man. Dave's in Brooklyn. What's going on, Dave? Hey, uh, thanks for taking the call. You guys. got it, buddy. Uh, I listen. I remember my first Ranger game uh, at the Old Garden across from Tad's Steakhouse. Oh, years Tad's. Old. I remember Tad's. I'll never forget it. Yeah. And, 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 when, and when people ask me about hockey, because I grew up in Brooklyn playing every sport, we played hockey, rollerball hockey, as much as we could. Yeah. You <laughs> either love hockey or you're wrong. It's, there's no, you don't like hockey a little bit. Yes. You love hockey. I watched women's professional hockey the other day. If you didn't know they were women, you would swear they were men. Yeah. The passion, the passion, the pride. These guys take pride uh, in their sport. They're, and they and they back each other up. They don't say at the end of the game, oh, you know, I made $8 million for this game. You know, these these are blue-collar, hard-working guys. They're superstars, of course, who make big money. But they got your back and, and it's like it's like a starving man going into a phone booth with a sandwich. Who's coming out with it? You or the other guy? That's You're a good imposing analogy. your will. Yeah, yeah. You gotta impose your will on that puck in the corner. I whatever I gotta do to come out with that puck so I can make a pass to the crease, maybe throw it out to the point, then we get those tips that Kreider lives for. I mean, that that skill level beyond most people understand. Now, Dave, well, love- yeah, well, Dave, let me throw this at you. Well, how is that different? I know it is different, but I want your explanation because, and I appreciate the visual. We could all see it. It's much more intense than what I'm about to describe. But the one-on-one engagement, you know, my puck, your puck, let's see who walks out of the corner or skates out with it. What's the difference of a guy throwing 99 under somebody's chin and then trying to strike him out and the guy digging in the box 60 feet, 6 inches away? It's still man-on-man what, what, engagement. What's the it's, difference? It's man-on-man but it's 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 you're not physically using your arms, your shoulders against each other. Yeah. You're throwing a ball against the guy's bat, and he's got a split second to decide fastball, curveball, if you're going to hit him or not. When you go into the corner in a hockey game, you know the guy pretty much the guy that you're going against, and you know what it's going to take to take that puck from him. Yep. And uh, you win the corner battles in hockey, you win the game, and that's it. But it's the call. passion and the sportsmanship. At the end of the playoffs, you're beating the snot out of a guy for, for a week. Yeah. You shake hands. Let's shake hands. You shake hands unless you're Marty Brodeur, the coward who wouldn't oh, shake hands. Here we him. go. And, here uh, we go. Zingers from Marty. I'm, go. A Ranger, I'm a Ranger fan, and Brodeur is the greatest goalie ever. But he, hockey players show class. They yeah. show passion, and they love their game. You can see it on their face. They care. And... uh there's nothing like it. That's a great and, call, and I got Dave. More people, and I got more people I'm turning on to hockey. At the end of the game last night, I told my girlfriend, I wish I had a, 
I, a friend I could go visit, and I'm going to cross-check him with a stick into the kitchen. <laughs> I was so <laughs> amped up. I was so amped up when Panera stole that puck and yep. put that in. Great That's job, great. Dave. Great, great, great job. call, buddy. By the way, go, two Dave. things off of that. That was excellent. He brings up Panarin at the end. Yep. And look, and I put this out there late last night as I was kind of coming down off the high, doing the show, and going to SNY, doing sports night, and consuming some of the post-game stuff. And I know he sat at the podium there with Mika Zibanejad and gave some answers through the interpreter. He does he speaks some English, but you mm-hmm. know Russian Russian is his native language. Panarin, I'm talking about. And he through the interpreter mentioned how he was so overcome with emotion, not just from scoring the goal, but the atmosphere. And he was almost brought to tears. I heard that. And I heard that in the update on the fan when I was yeah. coming. I heard them play that. Such an appreciation for the fans that showed up. Yeah. So you love that. And look, he has questions. You talk, you talk about puck battles. And one-on-one and, you know, man versus boy. He has some questions to answer when it comes to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. He's looked like he's played a much more inspired brand of hockey this year. And that play yesterday to knock that puck down out of midair and score on a second effort was indicative of that. We'll see what happens come playoff time. Uh-huh. But I'm looking forward to that. Also, he brings up Brodor there, and it just reminded me of something. And again, I'm not one to stick up for the Devils. But if you and maybe you didn't see Saturday night as Flyers-Devils is getting started. And they had Tommy DeVito voice like a video montage to kind of welcome everyone into the broadcast and talking about all things New Jersey. <sighs> Messier's there, and they referenced the Game 6 guarantee. A little guarantee. Which is great, okay? Hat trick. But nowhere in there, unless I missed it, was any mention of Marty Brodeur and the three cups that the Devils won in the state of New Jersey, by is the way. Is that true? As the Devils were about to play in the game against Come the on. So I just thought, what? I was a little surprised by that. Again, again if I missed something, that's fine. Ugh. And Brodeur was there. He was, he was there Saturday and they introduced him to the crowd, and that was all well and good. But And again, I'm not one to go out of my way to stick up for the Devils, but I think you could have shown a little bit more respect to what was pretty close to a dynasty wow. with the Devils. Going back the to Scotty Gomez and those boys, right? Scotty Gomez, Scott Stevens, Scott Niedermeyer, Patrick Elias. Elias. You go right on down the list. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had a... I had a wagon of a team for we, a while. Oh, I, I know. We we got a break, but I I want to uh, very fa- very fast because the caller slid in the greatest goalie of all time. Is he? He's not indisputably the greatest goalie of all time. Uh, see, I don't. I was having that conversation. My father in law is a huge hockey fan, a big Islander fan. We were talking about this Saturday night when yeah. Rodor popped up on the screen, and I'll always be one to the to point to the type of teams the Devils had playing in front of him. Mm-hmm. Not to discredit his resume, he's definitely in the conversation. We talk about a guy like Patrick Waugh. Yeah, and I mean. Winning cups, two different Coach teams, Con Smythe, and elevating some of those Montreal teams that maybe weren't, you know, from the dominance of prior generations. People felt like the years he won the cup in Montreal was strictly because of his presence more so than the team in front of him. So I'm not trying to throw dirt on yeah, Brodeur. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. But, but the, listen, the, the, there's the a system order. that they played. The and then when he went to Colorado, he, he won too. Twice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I want to forget the guy's name. They acquired him from uh, the Boston Bruins. Uh, um, Ray Bork. Ray Bork, yeah. yeah. It was that team because they battled the Red Wings every year. Mm-hmm. That was San Jose. Like, that was good, good hockey. I was actually into that. But, yes. well, and again, I, I I know what I don't know, and I know what I know. Yeah. I, I, I'm not going to give somebody, you know, a lecture on who the greatest goalie is. But I, I heard that. I'm like, mm, I know enough to say that I'm not so sure that he's definitely first. He's, in the, he's certainly in the, he's in the conversation. I don't think it's an indisputable number one. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, CeeLo. 877-337-6666. Come back. Hit you with the call of the day. BT and Sal. CeeLo in. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. 
Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sal on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the ball game's over and the Giants have won Super Bowl 46. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Call of the Day with Brendan Tierney and Sal Licata on The Fan. All right, today's Call of the Day brought to you by Ramsey Mazda. Choose wisely, choose Ramsey Mazda. Mr. Lepresti, what's going on, buddy? I'm doing great. I'm really enjoying the show, of course. I have a slight prejudice there, but... Slight, um, of course. He's a big I, fan uh, I've been a sports fan from the beginning, um, and you guys talked a lot about hockey, and, you know, why isn't there hockey uh, have a bigger market? presence uh, i never played it we didn't, we didn't play hockey mm-hmm. um that's true he didn't i did no. that did not come from pops my that dad was my no yeah, yeah, no yeah. We, we played baseball a little basketball yeah. football but no hockey of any of any sort but i always loved the game from a standpoint of just the sheer beauty of the game well let, let me ask you this sir so so if you have three <laughs> or four hours and you could sit there and watch the yanks or the mets or the rangers or the knicks like what what would you choose first at this point Oh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I would probably. Is that Inspector Gadget? Um, what is that? What ringtone do you have uh, on there? That, uh, Who's that? I, I He's calling from the landline. That's his cell phone. My wife's probably trying to call me. Make uh, Chris's mom is probably trying to call me and saying, "Are you really on the?" On the show, he's a star. I'm sure she's listening. Oh my no, parents, smooth parents, smooth. Yeah. So then your mom texted you and was what trying to text she your was, dad she, and well, te- she was see if it was like, okay. I, I heard dad on the air. What, did he check with you? It was all okay. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's all right. Everyone just calm down a little bit. It's not no big deal here. Nobody you know? worries like moms. Uh, that they is are true. The best. That is true. I do appreciate that. Hundred percent, no yeah. doubt. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. BT and Sal, let's get back to you. The hockey stuff. Patino's press conference. A little Pete Alonzo and a little Blake Snell. We mixed in Tony in Elmwood Park. What's going on, Tony? Hey guys, uh, really glad you're talking about the Patino thing. He's the worst kind of coach imaginable. Every it's never his fault. It's the Celtics flame out. It's the front office. Strippers in the locker room. It's his assistant coaches. Recruiting violations. Now with St. John's and it's the players. Like one time, the, the next time he says, you know what, I could have been a little bit better, will be the first time. He's a clown. He's a great coach, great basketball mind, all that stuff, but he's the worst kind of coach. So let me, uh, let me ask you, are you a St. John's fan or no? No, college basketball. I, no, I got you. I, I got you. I mean, I'll, I'll, 
Kronis second, you know. He, but it, it's just like you, you want a guy to say, you know what, maybe I could have done something different. Guy, coaches do that all the time. Never him. It's never his fault, ever. Well, I, you know, the, the thing about St. John's, and thanks for the call, Tone. <clears throat> if, if it doesn't work out with Rick Pitino, and I believe it's going to, when will it work out, and with who? Well, it better be yes. I mean, listen, St. John's fans. I understand you're you're tired of of what's what's occurred for a while here, and I get it. You're short today with Rick because that was the wrong angle for Rick Pitino to take, and and I'm I'm imploring Rick. I'm going to see him today yeah. to tape the TV show. I, I invited him on the show today. They got practice basically when we went on the air. They got to look at film and a, a game on uh, Wednesday at Georgetown, so they're busy. I wanted to come on the show to explain the comments. I thought it was a bad look. I, but I've also heard him other times take blame where he said, you know, we didn't have him ready or we didn't do this or whatever. But if Rick Pitino doesn't work at St. John's, yeah. I don't know if anything will ever work right. at St. John's. You're kind of out of ideas ah. at that point. You tried Last everything. Straw, yep. Yeah, yep. I mean, you, you try. Think about this. So, so I was I was there in Lavin's, in, uh, pardon me, in Jarvis's last year. It's a long time, right? Yeah. So they went from... Mike Jarvis, and Mike Jarvis deserved to be shown the door, with all due respect, right? So they had to move on from that. There were some improprieties. They weren't winning as much. They had to strip away some wins, the NIT title. Got to move on, and they did. And they they went a route that a lot of schools went. They went the hot young assistant, Norm Roberts. I love Norm's one of my favorite people in the world. Overmatched. Yes. Not the right move. I remember move. it, yes. Okay. Then they go to Steve Lavin. Who's like the flashy recruiter, you know, on TV? He's got well a little dressed, charisma, yeah, well dressed. Sure. He talks the game. They went that route, didn't work. Then they're like, all right, let's throw a hail mary. Let's get the program legend. We don't know if he really wants to coach, but let's go for Mully. They got Mully, and he's my idol. Didn't work. No. Then they went for a guy who's not from here, Mike Anderson, defensive guy. He's had success UAB, Missouri, some other spots. Hey, you know, he's won a lot. Let's see if it works. Guess what? Didn't work. Point I mean, being, so, they've tried a lot of different they've tried everything. approaches, strategies, different types of guys from different backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. Some with a connection to St. John's, others without. Throw everything against they've the wall. They've exhausted it, Chris. Yeah. The only thing they didn't do, and and I'm dead, I'm dead honest when I say this. The only thing they didn't do was cheat. Like they honestly <laughs> would have been better off cheating. Yeah. All these years, I'm telling you. Yeah. 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 You know the Catholic backdrop. I respect that. I'm Catholic. You want to do the right thing, but when everybody around you in the conference is cheating, you can you can do a little cheating. Yeah. Now you don't have to with the NILs, but back St. John's number one, they didn't have the appetite to cheat, and that and I respect that. But they didn't, even if they, I remember Norm Roberts telling me, even if I wanted to cheat, I don't have the money to cheat. The donors they're not giving me anything. Yeah. So now the Patino's back. The donors are back. I get it. You're hot today. They've lost eight of ten. Season's going nowhere right now. But just trust in Patino. Yeah, I mean, you have Relax. to. You don't really have any other choice or option at the moment. It just kind of, again, it rubs you the wrong way in the here and the now. Of course, if look, if they retool and they reload for next year and he gets the guys in the area he wants, and next, this time next year we're talking about, like one caller alluded to earlier, we should be talking about what seed they're going to be in the tournament. Yep. No one's going to worry about what he said yesterday. No, that's true. And, but I will say this. If you told me when they went to 4-1 and one after that fifth game, four, I think it was 12-4 and four overall, 4-1 yes. of the Big East, and their net rating was like, 28? Uh, here and, we go. And you told me that there'd be no big dance. Yeah. I I would have bet a ton of money that you were wrong. Yeah.
And An unfortunate theme in this uh, town for a lot of uh, the teams that we follow in recent years. That's true. The That's expectations, true. things looking good, and then whew, crashing and burning. Yeah, vastly overrated on the sports scene, if you think about for it. Most of our teams now. stink. Yeah. Really? We've had, you Jets know, stink, Giants stink. Right. Well, at least the Giants have had, you know, they've parachuted in with a good year. Yeah. It hasn't been sustained success. One year and ten years. Not to circle back to the hockey teams, but they've been a little oh, more yeah. consistent. They do deliver, the Chris. In town. They no, deliver. No championships, but they've been at least the Island, a couple conference finals for the Islanders. Rangers. Rangers Cup final. That's almost ten years ago now, to be fair. So, mm-hmm. Devils have had their variety of success. But anyway, enough with that. Well, I, I don't want to nitpick, speaking of hockey, a couple of, couple of softies yesterday for Shesterkin early oh, on. dude. At least I, two. I was I was I, I was furious. The first two, absolutely. I what was about like, the third the, one? Because some people guys some smelling salts here. Like, yeah, what he if, was sleeping. You know, they were. Hey, we had the glare on the ice, and they were. The, some of the media members were saying it looked like there was still a shine in front of Sorokin, and he mm-hmm. gives up the goal on the first shot. But then the Islanders come right down, and they put two. I thought softies past Igor. Yeah, I agree. The third one, that's a great play by Barzell. Where I have more of an issue with the Rangers letting them cut. So Islanders scored four on four right at the end, so they still got the power play. Mm-hmm. And Barzell's a gifted player. No doubt. And it's a give-and-go with Brock Nelson, but he goes right past Ryan Lindgren, who did, you know, knock him down to the ice, but that's a all-world hands to deflect that puck all in one motion. The problem with Igor is he's given up a lot of goals high on the glove side, yep. which they made reference to on the broadcast yesterday. Leads the league as far as allowing goals to that, you know, quadrant of the net. So you would think that's something we've got to go to school on and improve. To be fair, rest of the game, he did flash the glove quite a bit. So mm-hmm. he, he kicked it in gear. Yes, the Islanders scored five goals, but I thought he settled in and played pretty well after those first two. Could have gotten pulled. I mean, it could have gotten I, so I bad off the rails where you had a pull. I that, that Laviolette didn't. Uh. He went the other out and called the timeout after yeah. 3-1, yeah. which didn't really work because they end up down 4-1. to The two Trocek goals in the second period and the Rangers kind of reestablishing themselves. That's where the game started to turn, and then obviously what happened late on those couple of power plays with the goalie pulled. All right, let's come back. Camera these calls, the hockey stuff, Patino, a little baseball on the table as well. Busy Monday, BT and Sal on the fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This happened. You talked about it on the fan. Play fake. Jones rolls left, throws left, wide open for the touchdown is Bellinger. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, BT and Sal back on the fifth. Busy Monday. Uh, interesting video that you and I were just watching here. By the way, CeeLo's in for Sal. Sal's back tomorrow. Um, Carl Banks. Maybe averting disaster. Coming to the aid. For Brees Hall. Yeah. There's a little video. TMZ had it. And 
Uh, you saw it, I saw it. We can't play it because the language, not mm. from Carl or Brees, but from the um, the person. I guess there was the an angry twenty two year old looking for Brees Hall's autograph at yeah. the airport. Yeah, he was an autograph re- uh, requester, and Brees, for whatever reason, didn't sign it, didn't want to sign it. Carl happened to be on the flight; they were coming back from the Super Bowl. That baggage claim, it looked like. Uh, oh, absolutely, waiting for the bags to come out, and Brees was minding his own business, and. Carl really stepped in, intervened, de-escalate, intervened in a non-threatening way. Like, yeah, calmly. But certainly, yeah, I'm very just going to stand in between these two, make yeah. sure nothing goes down. Wow, yeah. look at look at a giant helping out a jet. It's a good job. Yeah, good job out of him. That is probably a good job. knew. Listen, Brees has got to make an appearance at the Stadium Series this coming weekend, so let me make sure yeah. nothing goes down. Wow, he did have Brees and some of the other Jets and Giants uh, out there before puck drop yesterday. That's a cool. big Q. Big Q. CJ Mosley CJ was, was there. out there. Uh, on the giant side, Sterling Shepard might be the last time we see Saquon on the giant jersey. Yeah. To be fair, I think DeVito Saquon's gone. There all weekend. I've said that. Yeah, I do too. Stinks. Similar to what, like, if it were up to me, like, I think Alonzo should stay with the Mets. I think Barkley should stay with my my own opinion. But reading the tea leaves, it feels like both of those. I mean, Alonzo's got this year, obviously. Yep. But for Barkley. I mean, yeah, of course they could tag him again, but then where does that go? Does that get nasty and ugly again, man? You can't keep tagging him. Uh, not when you have so many holes yeah. and not for the $12 million. No, they, no. It's, well, it's, I'll tell you what, you better use that money and bring in some other weapons on, on offense because they don't have any heir apparent to do what he can do on this roster on, on the offensive side of the ball right now. No, they don't. I mean, the good news is not that it's going to be exactly like Saquon, but, you know, we've seen the trend in the NFL. Find somebody round three, round four, paying peanuts, yeah, a couple hundred thousand dollars. Those guys usually aren't your number one guy week one, though. Normally, they yeah. Hey, they learn how to pass block a little. Back half of the Fair. season, they come on strong. Yeah, those guys—they're usually not the guy right out of the gate. No, I don't disagree with that. But the Giants and the Jets have a lot of decisions. Things yep. we'll get into as we get toward the yes, draft and all that stuff. Trading for a receiver from the Jets, uh, among some other things. O line for both teams. Yes. Saquon stuff for the G men. So O line for both. We've been saying that for a decade. Oh, God, I'm so tired. I, I, oh, I'm just man. tired of watching bad football. Yeah. I'm tired of it. Yeah, I'm much more in me. Can't protect the quarterback. Let's get back to you guys, Ryan's and Nutley. What's going on, Ryan? How are you? Hey, BT. Well, how are you? Good. What's happening, bud? So, I, I want to talk about Patino real quick. Yep. You know, the guy said we're on the precipice of greatness after, I think, a road loss at either Creighton or UConn. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, then he switches his tune to, I knew we were going to stink in, in June. Mm-hmm. And the, the last caller kind of said it. It's kind of a look in the moment, uh, in the mirror moment for him because this is the first we're hearing in a post-game press conference that they're not athletic enough to compete. But his, his best athletes are on the bench. Etchafor, 11 minutes. Wilcher, zero minutes. R.J. Lewis is probably their best athlete, getting 23 minutes in, in that game yesterday. Yep, yep. And you look at the rotations, you know, November is the time to screw with your rotations and mess, mess around and, and change guys here and there. I, I think I've watched every Johnny's game, and they have a new rotation every single game. There's guys that didn't play the first three months of the year that are starting now. He's all over the place, but here he is blaming his team of all teams and uh, of all things. Yeah, no, I know. Listen, it's and, not, and, and it, yep. maybe he's trying to ignite the, the the team going into the Big East because now they need a miracle. But you know, yeah. I I don't, and by the way, Ryan, I don't even think that that's it. I I really don't. Now, I think that he needs to walk it back a little bit, or at least provide some context. I don't think it was a good look for Rick. I've said that. I stand by that. I'll see him in a couple hours. I'm going to ask him. Um, I do think that part of the like the substitution stuff, which is more in the weeds, and I really want to get. I think because he just realized, like, I I don't have the if, I, if I'm Rick speaking, I don't have the horses. I just don't. Now, then you could say, well, you brought him in. All right, well then, yes, you need to do a better job at navigating the portal. Um, and, you know, but I think that he thought they were a little tougher, a little more athletic, and they're not. And he's not wrong. There's not many athletes on the team. While I agree with you, 
he doesn't have the horses. He's got horses that he's not playing enough, in my opinion. Yeah, Wiltshire, sure. I'm surprised about Wiltshire. Wiltshire's the one. Wiltshire, for those who don't, again, I, 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 can't, I can't get too much into this, but Wiltshire was a top 40 recruit. CeeLo, top 40, who was committed to UNC, Carolina. And they flipped him. He didn't play second last night. Let me ask it this way. Because I, I used you don't want to get in the weeds. So, okay, he realized he doesn't have the horses. Then why early on in – forget the non-conference stuff because we yeah. know that that can oh, be They played a couple good teams in non-conference, like, too. They, they beat played, Utah. They played at UConn, lost by four. They yep. come out four and one in conference play. So, like, what – what changed since then as compared to now? What, other teams found their gear and St. John's didn't have mm. another gear to go to? Uh, maybe a little bit of that, but I just think most of their players were playing better. Okay. I mean, there was a point where, so they you know, maxed out early in the season. Yeah, they I mean, peaked maybe. a little too early with what they were capable of. Listen, it's disappointing. The yeah. players that they brought in, you know, you bring in the, the Ivy player of the year as they did. I, I thought he was, I just thought he was going to do better. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, you know, I don't want to go too intense with the criticism because they're college kids, but the roster is just not it. Not there. It's not yeah. it. All right. He knows it. And he's probably a little embarrassed. He's probably pissed for sure. Mm-hmm. And now he's got to learn that, and he will because he's Rick Patino. that, oh, it's it's okay. It's it's not one-year flipping. Here we go to the Sweet 16. Okay. Although he was cautious in his in his assessments going into the year. Like he said, you know, guy, you know, I'm not going to guarantee tournament. I don't really know what we have yet. Yeah. So we'll see. It, it's it's very convoluted the college game right now. It's tricky. Chris is in Point Pleasant. What's going on, Chris? How are you? Yeah, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Okay, Chris. Uh, I've been listening to the fan. Hey, uh, twenty five years listening. I'm a hockey player here in New Jersey. I'm driving my son. He's playing at the Prudential Center on the main ice tonight. Nice. Uh, so yeah, so that's my number one sport. Chris, he's in the car. Hold on, Chris, he's in the car now. He is. Uh, what, what's his name? Mark. Mark uh, Lawrence. Mark. He said Mark. 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 How old is he? Thirteen. Man, All right, can I can talk I sp- about a core memory? Can I, <laughs> oh my scary. good That's god! Good can I speak? Stuff. Can I speak to the young lad for one second here, Chris? Then I'll let you make you your point. You want to speak to him? Yeah, well, yeah he wants well, to let talk me talk to, to the Mark. young man here. Hold on. Okay. Go yes. Go ahead, Mark. Hey, Mark, how are you, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm doing not as good as you because you're playing on a pro venue tonight on pro ice. Listen, Mark, here's what I, what I want you to do. When you go out there, I want you to attack that ice like like I know I can already tell that you're going to do this. Game seven of the Cup Finals. You're hitting that pro ice. You're already touching a dream. If anybody's in your way, knock him into next week. If that puck is in the corner, go get it. If you have a breakaway, you shake somebody's skates. You put it in the back of that. You go high. You go low. Mark, this is the start of your dream, young man. Have a blast tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. As always, kids Man, very short. Yeah, very <laughs> early teenage years. Yeah, yeah. We're going to go quality over quantity yes, there with the words. Yes. Right, yes. My goodness. Well, I tell you what. No, it's he, awesome. A hockey player in so training. Well. I keep it simple. Post game right. with the media. Right. You know, very respectful, yeah. humble. There you go. Not about himself. Yeah. yeah. There you yeah. go. Go ahead, Chris. He doesn't need any encouragement to hit people, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, I just want to say something as a hockey player. You know, from New Jersey, uh, I played at a high levels college. Okay. Uh, you know, going around in Canada, too. Who plays hockey in New Jersey, right? The Devils came along with the goofy jerseys. Um, <laughs> the two things I want to say, I'm going to make a point, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Yeah. So I, I don't think the NHL promotes the product well. So I played up in Canada for a month every year my entire life, and I, I was like, you know, it's just it's different. Like, you don't have the flashy athletes. You don't have the, the promotion. Like, 
no offense to whoever the, you know, people performing at the game yesterday were. I've never heard of them. Like, we don't have, like, Alicia Keys. We don't have a rock band. It's just people we've never heard of, right? Um, so that's the one thing. I don't think we do a good job of promoting. And the other question I have, BT, and I, I really I listen religiously. I've always listened. Mike used to have spots with NHL. I wish you guys would bring that back. Mm-hmm. Just a, maybe a weekly spot. Pierre and Micheletti, like yeah. <laughs> yep. Right. Like, right. You know, I'll do it if you want. But, I mean, honestly, BT, like, do you think, and no offense to St. John's and that's why I love all the sports. Go for it. Do, Just you ask, yes, ratings, do you think the ratings of St. John's basketball discussions are higher than the three local hockey teams? Well, it's like, no, it's one, but no, it's one. First of all, no, because St. John's is not up right now. It's one versus three. Um, I, I appreciate where you're coming from. My response would be, again, the answer is no, but there's yeah. also more basketball fans than hockey fans. I just I don't know enough about the ratings. The only thing I'll know, and I'll leave it at this, is yeah. my business. We're we're always looking for new customers. Mm-hmm. Like I really do think, like get you know when Keith McPherson talks about hockey and he talks about the Devils. Yeah, he's a Devils games, guy. Good, that's awesome. I mean, it's not like the Devils are like they're they're packing the house. I know. Like it's not like, and so are all the local. Teams. Yes, like, 100%. there's got to be some market there. So no, no, Chris, there is. Thing. Nobody's. Just, I got to go, Chris. Good luck with the tournament. Have yeah, fun tonight, thanks, okay, buddy? Thanks, buddy. Appreciate thank you, you making that call, Mark. To your son, Chris. Yes. Go be a stud tonight, thank Mark. You, go touch this it. You got it. Seems like a perfect time to circle back to your poll and see where we're at. Oh, okay? I forgot about because the his poll. point there about yes. hey, we're packing these buildings for the local teams. All Nobody right? disputes that. By you ready the way. for this? Almost nineteen hundred votes in. Eight, oh, you have it. You have it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm on top. You don't think I've been checking? Of course, yeah. And Almost the fact that 19... you're going back to it tells me it's favorable. Well, because for you guys. I think there's this assumption in this in this in this I won't say in this town in this market. I understand nationally hockey's number. We've been we've been we've yep. been through that today. All right, almost 1,900 votes. And again, the way you posed the question for those just joining us, Go for do it. you consider yourself a devout, knowledgeable, and fully invested hockey fan? Not a fringe hockey fan. Yeah. You're looking for the diehard, right? Forty-two point eight percent say yes. Okay. You estimated 10 earlier. Okay. I told you, I, I admitted it was going to be sub 50. Yeah. I thought more in the 30 to 40 range. Mm-hmm. Fine. You want to go margin for error? You want to knock this down somewhere into the mid 30s? Or still, you know, it's it's just, it's social media. Spike, if he were here, would be telling us, you know, Twitter's not always the pulse of it's, what's going it's on. Not. He's that's not wrong fine, with that. But that's a pretty strong number right there. It is a very strong number. I'm happy to see hockey get that representation. But I'm going to go to another number that I dropped, you know, hours ago. And again, representative of everything, not necessarily but certainly representative of where I live. So I'm involved in every sport. All right. I don't coach my son in everything because I don't think that that's healthy. Mm-hmm. Don't coach him in football. Don't coach him in soccer. I don't know soccer. Coach baseball, one of his teams. Coach basketball, one of his teams. Okay. So I know I know all the kids in town. I know all the athletes yeah. and all the parents. There are two kids mm-hmm. who play hockey in my town. I, two. I, I'm not going to so push back on that. So a Twitter poll, which is an amazing – I love that hockey's getting represented yes. you know, favorably here – but what do I think is more accurate, like a social media app or actually knowing a town and knowing who's playing what? That's fine. But this the call the last caller just said, you know, who who's playing hockey in New Jersey? So there's two things at play here. Yeah, your point is valid, and I, and I get that. But I don't think the young kids in our neck of the woods have to play to be interested in the sport, and adults who didn't play don't have to have played to be interested in the sport. That's true. Right? That's true. Because when you look at around the around the NHL and these teams that have American we'll use we'll, we'll stay in this country. We got US players all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. I know we got to go. Yeah. 
They don't come from the with? tri-state area. Some I of them do. Like Adam Fox is a Long Island guy. That's one right. of the great Nick Patillo. But Shout I'm saying the, current, the Rangers have a bunch of America. They're all throughout the NHL right now, and that has improved and increased I know it has. over time. Kyle's first so it's not pick just specific to this area. Local yes, kid but I, I think you can be an enjoy. You can enjoy being a fan of and watching the sport without having played. You can, which is why, and some choose to denigrate hockey, which I think is ridiculous. I don't do that. All I do is point out when it comes up, not to take a knock ever, yeah. just some gratuitous shot. Mm-hmm. Hockey fans are the best. And I agree with you that you don't have to have played to, to really... It's not it. mainstream. We accept that. But the mainstream. more you play, the more you're invested. That's just kind of a natural gravitation. But, you know, listen, hockey was amazing this weekend. And I'm, I'm thrilled you guys enjoyed it. CeeLo, good work today, buddy. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me, making it easy. Really enjoyed it. It was a smooth four hours and uh, really appreciate it. You got you. it. Make sure your dad calls me in South tomorrow. Of course, uh, Mr. CeeLo, a big right. fan of the Daily show. He called today. <laughs> Maybe your mom could call on Wednesday. That's, you know what? She might give you guys a little more of a debate than oh, dad. Oh, yeah. well, me and Sal are Mom's all about debates, buddy. So. Yeah. We'll see you tomorrow with my boy Sal. is back. Have an awesome day. Have a ticket coming up next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.